What would you do if your friends had just disappointed you for the very last time? Would you vent about it to your romantic partner? Would you journal about your frustration in a contained, safe, private space? Would you make an urgent appointment request with your therapist? Would you confront your friends directly about how they let you down? Or would you make a TikTok video letting the world know about the drama that was happening with your friends? In this week's episode of the Friend Forward podcast, I'm doing something a little different. I'm interviewing Allie, who recently posted a TikTok video lamenting certain issues she was having with her friends. And while she kept their names anonymous, the video eventually made its way to the people she was talking about. And what happened afterwards is not exactly positive. So I want to share with you this interview. I want to make it clear I did not coach her during this. I just asked her questions about, you know, the situation itself, why she chose to post it so publicly, and what's happening now the current state of their friendship. I think it might surprise you. And as you might expect, of course, we end with a lesson. She's sharing with us what she learned from this situation, what she might have done differently, and what she's pleading with quiet, people-pleasing, conflict-averse women to know and learn from her experience. So after the intro music plays, I'm going to play you audio directly from that three-minute original TikTok video and then we'll jump right in to my interview with Allie. This is Friend Forward, the podcast. And if you're having girl problems, I got you. I'm your host, Danielle Byer-Jackson, a friendship coach, speaker, and author. And when it comes to the joys, complexities, and misconceptions surrounding female friendship, I am here to help you through it. I tend to ramble when I explain this, but I will sum it up in one video. I have a group of five girlfriends that I've known since junior high and high school. I've been in their weddings, I've been at their bachelorettes, and now it was my turn. I'm not a traditional bride. I'm not like penis straws and clubbing. And it had been so long since we were able to organize a trip together, all of us with COVID and everything that I really wanted to use my bachelorette as a kind of girls trip and they would have to come because it was a bachelorette. We started looking a little bit late in the season. Things were really getting booked up and a few of them said that it would be a deal breaker for them if the place that we found didn't have a pool or was on a lake. And I get it. August is hot. I totally get that. But the Airbnbs that they were sending us suggestions that had those things were really sketchy looking and ugly. And I really just wanted one thing out of this trip and it was to stay at a cute place because I just like that stuff. Although they said they were gonna help plan it, I was kind of leading it, especially because I said I wanted it to be cute. So I'd send suggestions and then no one would respond for a couple days. And this was gonna be for two nights. So like a Friday and a Saturday night. It was also getting harder and harder to find someplace cute that had a pool or was on a lake and in our budget. Time was going by, places that we thought we were gonna book became unavailable. It took them longer and longer to respond to my text when I was trying to lock something in. I think one time it took like four or five days and it just kind of hurt because I was there for them. I was maid of honor for one of them and I didn't ask for much and I just wasn't getting anything in return. So after this was happening for a while, I ended up just saying like, I don't really want to do this anymore. I feel like it's taking too much effort. I'm just like not into it. So uh, don't worry about it, guys. We don't have to plan anything. 
two or three days go by, no one answers. And then finally they're like, we gotta, we'll book it right now. We'll book it right now. Um, but I was like, no, it's fine. I, I don't really want to. And then later that day, I kind of, my, my air conditioner was loud. So something came over me and I just like told them how I felt that uh, it hurt my feelings. And I was really sad with how this was going. And I just expected a little bit more. The response was that they kind of turned it around on me. One girl said that this was a girl's trip that I was trying to take over. Two of them made me FaceTime them to talk because sometimes things get lost over text and I was kind of just like crying the whole time. And uh, one of them said that, yeah, we've grown apart and she specifically doesn't invite me to things anymore. She doesn't think I'll come. Like it all was, it was all coming out. And yeah, things have just not been the same since. Um, I'm glad I didn't go on a trip with them, but... Now, what's interesting is this took a turn because somehow the video got to the friends you were talking about. Can you tell us about that moment? Yeah. So TikTok for me was like this little bubble where I could be even more vulnerable. I think I am kind of an oversharer by nature, but I try to keep it professional, especially, you know, the ways of Instagram. There's a polishedness to it. Um, so TikTok was my little private bubble. I don't think any of them had an account. If they did, I didn't know about it. My videos were getting 200 views before then, but isn't that how the story always goes? Mm -hmm. Everyone comes on. I didn't expect this to blow up. Um, so it did pick up. I think it's now maybe two weeks later, uh, a little over half a million views. So not the, the largest of views I've seen, but it got back to them. I think it somehow popped up because of the contacts. Someone synced their contacts. Mm. I was in their contacts and it made it back to them. So we had, obviously when this first happened, I had, I had come to them with my feelings and it didn't go well. And it it sort of was just tabled because we weren't getting anywhere. We were just going in circles and nothing was really being validated. So it was tabled and it wasn't fine, but it was set to the side. And with that group, it sort of went to, we're not talking about it, so it's fine now. Mm. So the video popped up and I guess their, their initial reaction was, I didn't know you were still mad about this. I wish you had come to me to resolve this. Um, and that was kind of the general tone of it. And they had the perception of this trip that it was a girl's trip and not a bachelorette trip. So that was their main argument that it was a girl's trip that I was trying to take over. And mine was, it was a bachelorette, non-traditional bachelorette. And yeah. <laughs> Is there any, let me ask you, is there, after having this conversation with them, is, is there anything you would have done differently? Well, I am the type to not really speak up on something if I'm not 200% sure that I know I'm, I'm confident in my position on it. And it's really, it was always really hard to gather these girls for any sort of occasion. And I knew that putting the bachelorette title on it was kind of 
a way to make sure that the trip happened. So that's one reason why I am, I will go down <laughs> defending that this was always a bachelorette trip that would act more as a girl's trip. And they heard girl's trip and that's what stuck with them. So there was clearly a differing view on this trip. But what mostly hurt me was even though if someone came to me and wanted to plan a girl's trip and then voice a desire to have it kind of as a bachelorette trip, I would do whatever they wanted to honor that desire, especially if they're someone who didn't ask for much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So where, how do things stand right now? I think everyone's wondering like, man, you, this video goes out. She's kind of talking and processing. It looks like about what's going on with her friends, how she feels. It gets back around to them. They talk again and they're still not coming out on the same page. Where do things stand with you all now? They have one by one um, on RSVP for my wedding. So um, first was the first one was a phone call. And the phone call did not go well. And at the end of it, we're going in circles. I ended the phone call and I was upset by how I was spoken to. So I asked my fiance to reach out to her fiance and say, I don't think it's best that you attend. So it started with that one. And then one by one, they said, because... I chose to air my dirty laundry on the internet and because I was self-absorbed and doing it for likes that they didn't think it was best to come to the wedding anymore. So at this time, I don't really think we're friends anymore, any of them. So after them kind of un-RSVPing to what is a supremely significant event in mm -hmm. a person's life. You're mm -hmm. kind of taking this to mean that perhaps the friendships are um, over. Yes. I mean, a few of them said directly that in their text messages to me, um, essentially have a good life. Mm -hmm. How do you feel? Are you in a place of acceptance? Are you still ruminating about the details of, of how this went down? How are you feeling? I do ruminate over it a little bit. Um, but ultimately I don't regret sharing the video because I made a point to be so neutral about it. And I think because we didn't see eye to eye on the subject when it was first brought up to the friend group in May, I think it was almost like the final straw for me. And I had nothing left to risk. So I think that's why I ultimately kept the video up when it was picking up steam. So would you say that that's a, either like a lesson or a takeaway for you as you go into other friendships is maybe speaking on things sooner? Which, and let me just pause and say, I think a lot of people can relate to your approach. A lot of us are thinking, I don't want to make a big deal. I mm -hmm. already have an aversion to conflict. I don't want to make 
They look like I'm a drama queen. I don't want to risk them withdrawing their friendship. And so we have all these things that make us just like, I think I'm just going to sit on this and we minimize or dilute or ignore. So I think Mm -hmm. a lot of us have been in your boat. Is there any aspect of the situation that you're like, you know what, now that I've had this experience, I'm going to take this new knowledge or approach moving into new friendships? I think speaking up about things sooner and finding people that you can tell they have the ability to communicate their feelings properly. Um, Is there any part of you with what that you have seen from them or what you've gone through in this experience that wants to revive friendships with them? So not just knowing that they want to revive it. Do you want to revive it? I don't know. I, I think that's something that I have to figure out as well. I think it would have to be a very collaborative relationship rebuilding. And so it's tricky because there's no like yes or no. It would require everybody to see value in the friendship going forward, being willing to do the work and having trust to be able to jump back in again. Um, What are some of your thoughts there? Do you see some of those elements, the emotional safety, willingness to take ownership, maybe some time can heal it? Yeah, I think it's funny you say trust because I never viewed it in that way, but it's true that it's almost like my trust in them was broken because I shared a vulnerable feeling to people I thought would be there for me and they you know took it and threw it on the ground. So you are making a really good point in saying that I would have to be able to trust them again in a lot of different ways. And I think when you say trust, a lot of people think of like a romantic relationship mm-hmm. where a partner does something, betrays you, what have you. But um, it's a, a make a very good point about trust and probably both ways. Mm-hmm. They would have to trust. Maybe I need to trust them to share things earlier or um i don't i don't know i would have to think about that but i think that's a really good point it's definitely a trust thing oh i'm so glad yeah and i know sometimes and not to minimize it but i know sometimes we do get so caught in the details and i'm speaking to myself too it's hard not to be like oh my god let me walk you through <laughs> but sometimes if we can take an aerial view and distill it into like a a more general issue like what's at the heart of the matter oh, I don't think I trust them with my feelings or them Mm -hmm. saying, oh, I don't think I trust her to say what's on her mind. I don't trust that she's honest. Even Mm -hmm. honesty, we tend to think of in terms of like lying and deceit and I'm trying to, you know, deceive you. But Mm -hmm. honesty can be asking somebody, are we okay? And that person being like, yeah, we're good, but we're not, you know? And, And even though maybe they're scared to say, and they have very valid reasons for not being honest, that's something we need to trust in our friendship too. I trust that my friends will let me know what's going on. I trust that they'll show up as their authentic selves and say, girl, that wasn't cool, or I'm not comfortable, you know, or I don't think you should date that loser or whatever it is, you know. How do you feel as you go into the wedding with it looking a little bit different than you expected? Well, I think because before this whole TikTok thing blew up, we had tabled the situation. So it wasn't really resolved, at least not for me. So I think. If that, if the TikTok thing, it probably will be a little bit more, I'll feel a little bit more comfortable on the wedding day. Mm. I won't have to worry about 
you know, are they sitting there and, you know, saying this or that or judging this or that? I don't know if they would have or if they would have genuinely been excited. But just the fact that I would have been going through that in my mind, and that's not something that I need to have happening on that day. I, I, I clearly talked about it on the internet because it wasn't resolved in me. Mm-hmm. And it might not have been as fresh and as emotional, but it was not resolved within me. So if everything didn't blow up, I would still be in that state of we're just, we're different and things are different now. And there are maybe a tier level down in friends now that I've realized this. So I am at peace with them not being there. I think. Yeah. (laughs) Good for you. And, you know, and also take the time you need to kind of process all of this. Um, I think sometimes there's um, less space to grieve the loss of platonic love because we don't really know what to do with that. And exactly what you just said, I have noticed that a lot of times our response to friends who have friend heartache is like, girl, you don't need that energy. You don't need that vibe. They don't pass the vibe check. Screw them. Get new friends. Girl, there's no time Mm -hmm. for that. And I think we mean well in trying to help the other person heal and to be like, girl, move on. You can get new friends. But oftentimes for romantic breakups, we're like, oh my gosh, okay, this is going to be a long journey. It's Mm -hmm. okay. What can I do? And we're a little bit less dismissive um, because the idea is that you can get new friends. And I think maybe that doesn't give us enough space to like grieve the loss of friendship because it's so complicated. These are the people you confide in. These are the people you do social things with. And so you lose a lot of your like social and emotional fabric when your friends are gone. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, maybe you, you know, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you feel at peace about the wedding. And I know after that you'll deal with whatever else. And, you know, sometimes we are thankful to have a friendship end, but also find ourselves missing them sometimes. And it's complicated, but, you know, talking to you now, it sounds like you are in a, in a place of acceptance and that there's still some stuff you're kind of thinking about, which I think is wise and natural. Um, but I'm so glad that you were willing to come on and, and share your story. I remember growing up, I've always kind of felt like, I don't know if anyone is feeling these things that I feel. And that's probably what has driven me to be so open on the internet. And mm. it's not everyone's speed. You know, a lot of people like to keep those things private, but I don't know, life's too short to keep those things bottled up. I got to talk about it. (laughs) Have the courage to share your feelings and it doesn't hurt to kind of put it in like a, a, what is it? Like a compliment sandwich where you say something nice, say how you're feeling, which might be kind of negative towards someone you're talking to, and then wrap it up with a little bit something nice because if these people are important to you, you don't want to hurt them. You want to just approach them with your feelings. And the way that person or those group of the group of people responds to that will say a lot. And don't be afraid to stand up for yourself. As Renew Official Friendship Coach, here's your homework. Listen closely. I want you to think about a particular situation that you're sitting on that you've been holding and harboring privately that you have with a friend. I want you to think about the reasons you're reluctant to have that conversation. Whatever your response is, I am hesitant to have this conversation because. 
should be your very first sentence when you have that conversation. So for example, if you are scared that she's going to start acting kind of strange and distant and withdraw, then lead with that. Perhaps you'll say something to the effect of, hey, so I want to talk to you about something. And at first, I was going to avoid it altogether uh, because the last thing I want is for things to be weird between us or for you to, you know, pull away from me after I say this, but dot, dot, dot. Because what it does is it, one, opens things up with vulnerability. It takes courage to reveal that you were scared to do something. It also shows your courage that you push through anyway because you see the friendship itself as worthy of having this conversation. And also it helps to bring the defenses down of the other person because a true friend would admire uh, your bravery and coming forth and see that you obviously care about the friendship if you think it's worth mentioning. So experiment with that opening line, see if it feels good to you and take a lesson from Allie's book here. What might happen should you continue to hold this issue inside? Because that frustration, that resentment, that discomfort is going to manifest itself somehow in you constantly complaining to other people about the situation and now they have to hear it. For maybe physiologically in your body, the stress and anxiety, the sweaty palms, the dreading the text messages from your friend, or the passive aggressive remarks when you are with them because you can't hold it inside anymore, but you're still not brave enough to actually say it directly. Or maybe very specifically and uniquely like Allie's situation where you take to social media to vent and things might have a different outcome than you expect. And so if that stress, that discomfort is going to manifest itself somehow, at least take control of how it manifests and direct it in a healthy way, which might be uncomfortable initially. But research shows us that healthy conflict is sometimes the prerequisite to the platonic intimacy that you desire. So I would love to know uh, how this goes, should you choose to do it, uh, you can visit me at betterfemalefriendships.com slash group chat and join a group of now 40 women uh, who are in there just, we're running our mouths about friendship. That's it. I'm not coaching anybody through anything. They're just there hanging out. But it's good to have a safe space to take this stuff to, to bring your friendship issues to, to, to vent to, whatever it is. There's a group of women over there in the friend forward group chat who are eager to hear it. That's betterfemalefriendships.com slash group chat. And until then, you know that I'll be right here rooting for you always on your ongoing journey toward better female friendships. Until next time. Mm-hmm.